prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time, God. We're so grateful that we can come to this room, Lord, on a near daily basis and get before you, God, and get our hearts ordered to you, Lord, because we quickly forget. We quickly get turned in on ourselves, looking at ourselves. And I just thank you for this place, Lord, that we can come to to reorder our thoughts upon you, Lord, that we could learn to be forgetful of ourselves and focused on you. And what a joy to come into that more and more. And we just ask you for that still more and more in all of our community, Lord, everyone who comes in and out of this prayer room. We would be quickly ordered to you in our thoughts in our mind, our will, our emotions, we would be quickly ordered to you. Quickly fixed upon you, Lord. If we get distracted, we would quickly come back into order. And we would live out of that place, Lord. Loving you well. Loving you well, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to look at a scripture, Matthew 25. And the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and for you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. And afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you neither know the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. A passage has just been on my heart that um, it is a good season to get oil. (laughs) Our lamps are our ministry. That's our life in God that we shine out to the world. But we can't shine out without the oil, right? And so once we run out of oil, we really have nothing to give. We need to keep cultivating our inner life. That's where the oil is. That's cultivation with Holy Spirit on the inside. And we need to be packed with that. We need to have lots of extra oil. Uh, We need to err on the side of of that rather than err on the side of shining our lamp all the time. We need to err on the side of getting the oil so that our lamp actually can keep shining. And I think it's 
easier to kind of err on the side of the outward ministry, right? The lamp. But if we do that without enough oil, we get burned out, right? We lose effectiveness and impact because we really don't have anything unless Holy Spirit is doing it through us. So we need to err on the side of getting oil. Um, and I was just thinking about how um, I was just in a pastor's gathering. We had a pastor's meeting here yesterday, and we were talking about just the times, the season that we're in, and how uh, deeply divided people are um, down to the family unit, but just pastors were talking about their congregations and how it's not just this or that, and you can put people in a big group. You know, you can't say for vaccination, not for, right? Masks, not for masks. You can't even do that. It really comes down to the individual and where they're at, you know? comes down to uh, the whys behind what they're thinking and feeling and where the fears are coming from, you know? And so everyone has their own story, right? So there's so there's so much deep fissures and divisions and I was just thinking about how um, the Lord is so gracious to show us this because we might think, well, I wish it was like it was 30 years ago or 40 or 50, you know, we weren't so divided. Actually, it just was more hidden. <laughs> That's what I think. It was just more hidden. So the Lord, when he puts us through a test, we kind of see where we're really at. And until we're tested, we really don't know how we're doing. We might think we're doing great. And I think mostly in America, we're like the Laodicean church that we think we're doing great. We have need of nothing, you know? We got the Sunday service down. <laughs> we got the happening worship team, you know? We got people in small groups, right? And it's like, but we don't know, you know? Just because we think we have something, it's like we don't see from heaven's perspective a lot of time. We don't know that we're broken, miserable, poor, wretched, and blind. <laughs> like the Laodicean church, right? The Laodicean church, the problem with that church is they thought they were doing okay. That's what was so scary. They were under a delusion. And so when we're under the delusion, you can't even repent for it because you think you're fine. That's a big problem. So the Lord in his graciousness and in his mercy is letting us be tested in this hour. He's giving us tests, you know, and he's just letting it go. He's just like letting people wrestle with their heart in this and that way, right? And he's just, he's letting us, he's letting stuff come to the surface so that we can see it for what it is, you know? Like, what is this fear? Or what is this pride? Or what is this, why do I feel mad at my brother? You know, all this stuff you know, that comes up. And it's like, it's the Lord's goodness to us that he's, let, he's letting us be tested so that we can see where we're really at. So we can go, wow, I'm really full of myself. I hardly have any humility at all. I really want to rip this guy's head off over here because, you know, whatever. He has a different opinion than me, right? And so 
um, God in his kindness is testing us. And these are actually, uh, it's his graciousness and his goodness that we're, we are in what we're in right now. Because it's so fissured. In fact, one pastor told this story and <laughs> I've been thinking about it because this is like, it's almost humorous. <laughs> because he was talking about communion, right? Sharing the Lord's Supper. And as they had their little plate for the bread, right? They had three different types of bread, right? On there. They had the gluten-free, you know, they had the whatever. They had like three different kinds, right? To kind of meet people's needs. And it's like, how is that sharing in one body? That, to me, that shows such a picture of the body of Christ right now. Right? How divided, right? And how fissured and how something is off in this picture. Is this Lord's Supper for him or for us? <laughs> you know? And it's just like, there's something wrong with that picture when everything becomes about us. Everything about the service, everything about the Lord's Supper, everything about, right? It all becomes about us. And it's like, wow, this is where we're at, you know? And um, so it's alarming to see the deep divisions, but it's also like, oh, his mercy and his grace. God, thank you for starting to expose the heart of where we're all at so we can repent so we can begin to love our brother and love God well, you know? So we can see things for what they really are. Is this really an issue or is God bringing up pride, fear, anger, whatever inside of me that I need to repent of, you know? And when we see the stuff come up, we have to call it a spade a spade. We have to call it for what it is and go, God, I'm so sorry, you know? I don't love my brother like you love him. I'm angry with him right now because he doesn't agree with my opinion on what's going on, you know? And it's just really off. So, so um, I think he's getting us ready for those who will respond rightly during this time. He's really giving us an opportunity to be founded on the rock for the next test that's coming which will be much more severe he's getting us ready so we can be founded on the rock we can get this stuff out now you know because many of the tests aren't as uh, it's been a trial but many of them are not as difficult as any as what's coming for sure you know um so he's just giving us opportunity. Um, I think if there was another verse I wanted to bring out. Uh, just Matthew 24. Um, Matthew 24, you know, he goes through the whole 
end time scenario there you know as in the days of Noah so it will be right when the son of man will come it's such our days you know for as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away so also will be the coming of the son of man be right and two will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two will be grinding at the meal, one will be taken, and the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what, the, what hour your Lord is coming. Um, watch, therefore. And that's the same scripture, um, I think, watch and pray is the message. That's part of the get oil. And um, if you look at that parable of the virgins at the very end, when you know the the foolish virgins got closed out, right? They missed out on something. I believe all of those were Christians, by the way. And I, and I don't think that the five foolish virgins went to hell, but they missed out on something. They missed out on something that they could have had. And what does he say to them? He doesn't say, I'm throwing you into outer darkness, like in other passages. He says, I don't know you. Like, we haven't developed an intimate relationship. So go get that oil. Go get that oil. Um, It's the same thing with, um, I was talking about it in the last couple staff meetings about the great falling away, right? And the disciples, how they, when they encountered the test of their lives, right? At Garden of Gethsemane, they were sleeping instead of watching and praying. And then, you know, the army came and took Jesus, right? And they entered into the test of their lives, and they all failed except for one. You know, <laughs> they weren't ready for that test, they, they hadn't watched and prayed and gotten their heart ready so that they knew what was going on. They thought they knew what was going on. They thought, I've got a sword ready to take some people out. <laughs> and then when the Lord said, no, we're not doing that, then they're like, wow, I don't know what to do then. They were not ready. So um, they all failed. But the Lord restored, right? He restored that great falling away. And all but one, right, who decided to take his own life because he decided that in pride, is the greatest act of pride ever, that his sin was bigger than the blood of Christ. His sin was bigger than anything God could do, right? It's the ultimate act of selfishness and pride and thinking he's bigger. What I've done is bigger than what God could do. Um... And that's how he eternally failed, right, the test. But the others repented and came back and got restored. And I believe that's what the Lord will do. Um, This is like round one. So we're in the beginning of sorrows, you know, the beginning of birth pangs. We're in round one of this thing. We have opportunity to get rooted, to get grounded, to get oil, to watch, to pray, to like cultivate an inner life. Our interior life, so important to cultivate that um, more than anything else so that our mind is fixed on the Lord throughout the day. We're 
we're attentive to him, we're loving him throughout our day, right? Getting our inner life ordered. That's where we remain in him and that's where we remain in peace. When we have our inner life in order. Um, so we're, we have opportunity right now to practice that, to have discipline, to get that, to deny ourselves and get that. Um, I love the young people coming in. We had six young people in here at 6 a.m. today. Just by the fact that they are denying themselves some sleep and getting in here, they are, they don't realize this probably, they're, they're expanding their inner man. They're, they are going, God, I want you. And the Lord's like, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to that heart that's hungry, that's deciding. I'm going to get up against my flesh <laughs> and get in that room. And they're sleepy coming in here. And they're just trying and they're weak in it. But they have, that hunger that they have will be met by the Lord. You know, and he's doing something in that place. When we deny ourselves and going, God, I really need you. I'm weak in this, but I, I'm um, putting myself out there, right? And the Lord's like, I see that. I'm going to meet you there. That's what he's saying, you know? So I'm going to just wrap this up, and then I'm going to open it up for any responses or any reflections on um, anything from our anniversary celebration to anything the Lord might be speaking to your heart or anything um, in response to this little message. Um, but Lord, we just thank you and we pray, God, that our inner man, our interior would be attentive, would be focused on you, God, that we would consider you first. We would love you well and we would be very forgetful of ourselves. We pray, God, that we could get oil in this hour. When there's a test going on, Lord, we would not only pass this test, but we would do well on it and be ready for the next test. Lord, I pray, God, that whatever is coming up in our own hearts, we would see it for what it is. Call it a spade a spade and go, that's pride or that's whatever it is. Lack of humility. Um... God, I pray that we could be quick to repent. We would pass the test you're giving us, Lord, and get rooted in you. Get rooted and grounded in you and be ready for the next exam that's coming. That we would get a life in you, Lord. Not be quickly um, caught off guard by the stuff that's coming down. But we would know, no, this is all in your plan. There is stuff coming down, but you're in it. And you yourself are coming. And I just pray that we'd be so ready for your return, Lord. We would be so looking forward to it, knowing that the age to come will be so magnificent. We will be so happy, so excited to be on the winning team. God, I pray you'd get our hearts excited even now even amidst trials and tribulations. I pray that our eyes would be looking up and seeing what's coming. 
the glory that's coming is going to be so far outweigh anything we can possibly imagine. And I just pray, God, we would get so excited about you and your leadership and what you are going to do in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen.